0: been so long that I actually forgot which button to push in Audacity to start recording. <laughs> I was like, why isn't the stop button, I mean the play button, making it go? But that's not the record button. Um, welcome back to At The Past podcast with Aislinn Fair and Doria Woller. School's back in session. Yeah, it's been, I think, two months since we've we've uh, been with you. Shoot. June, July, yeah, yeah, about two months. Um, we apologize, it was a very inadvertent break that we took. Um, we really did not, I didn't have any intention of taking that no. Of I think break. when we
1: had talked about this in like January, it was like, and then when the summer hits, we're gonna do it so do. much, and then every day we would just get home and like. Melt somewhere in the apartment uh-huh I'm like
0: hey, <laughs> what's up you eating dinner? No all right me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it really has been how the entire summer has gone for us. Um, restaurant staffing continues to be an issue um, on, in our neck of the woods and I assume other other people's according to you know culinary agents. yes, um, there are job postings everywhere all the time um, which, I mean, we'll see how that goes now that it, as of right to today is September 7th. So we'll see how it goes with the unemployment benefits being, uh, that extension being cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Yesterday was Labor Day, which is also the day that we ended unemployment benefit, the unemployment benefit, uh, uh, insurance or extension or whatever. So, like, do you think that was planned? N- I don't know. Maybe like it's it feels planned. It feels planned. It feels like a really nice, just like, hey, fuck you. Yeah.
1: Oh, what's that? You're not working. You bow to be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you better start. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's been interesting. I know that. At least August. I think August was a very long month. I think that. I don't know. You tell me. I think July was like. It happened and we worked normal. And yeah. I think that we probably would have gotten back into the swing if August hadn't really just like totally fucking sucker punched us. Yeah. Yeah. August is like the longest month of the year. And I think that's also because everybody took vacation
1: mm-hmm. at work.
0: So um, for those of you listening, Dory and I have been at fits and starts pretty much more than anywhere else this past month. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I did go on vacation, but I went on vacation for a total of two days. <laughs> yeah, that's <not laughs> planned right. into one Wednesday and one Sunday, so it wasn't like uh. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the whole last weekend off. Right. Which you know, in a normal world, would be would okay. be okay. You know, when people go on vacation, generally they they get take
0: off from work.
1: Yeah, and it's <laughs> not
0: like you don't know, to like promise your firstborn child or like yeah you know, pick one of your fingers to be cut, cut off, cut off.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and to that, uh, that same week, I worked uh, two doubles and managed to still make overtime. So, you know, it all it all worked out for me
0: in the end. I know it's really <laughs> fucked up, honestly. At least it's you know, it's one of those things where like, you know, the, the argument could be made that the very least I signed up for this, right? Like, you definitely did not sign up for that. I you know it's,
1: that is many of uh, many of the one <laughs> one of the many <laughs> reasons that I think it's it has been my time my time has come and you know I'm just ready to not be so um I don't want to say relied on that sound that makes me sound like I don't like being held accountable
0: No that doesn't make it sound like that because I mean you know as one of the major players Myself in the fits and starts operation. I would still say that you're pretty much the atlas of the restaurant, you know? <laughs> um, like, you know, I'm there a lot and like I do a lot of work while I'm there, but there are a lot of things that, you know, you can do that I can't do, mainly in the, the realm of like doing the coffee program, which I just have no idea about. And like, I think that your skills as a barista, like your physical palpable skills as a barista are something that maybe I could learn, but it would still take, it wouldn't be one day or like a few weeks of training. It would be like repeated, or repeated, repetitive, constant, you know, learning and building on that knowledge. Whereas I think that any of the knowledge that I have, Mm -hmm. like I could give you a study pack and you'd be fine. Yeah. So Um, with that in mind, I uh, forgot
1: to tell you, but I got hired at reanimator today. Oh my God. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I fuck! I sent them the email after I got out of my hair appointment and I said, Hey, um, just wanted to hear if I have a job. (laughs) And they said, Oh fuck. Yeah. That's our bad. Actually. Uh, someone will be in touch with you in a second. And like a minute later, I got a text message from the one guy and he was like, yeah, we'd love to offer you the position.
0: Word. So. Welcome to 2021 where jobs are extended via text message. I know. I know. I didn't even call. <laughs> it's so rude, you know. I don't know if it's rude. I think that it just shows uh, they're already so comfortable with you and you're already part of the family. they just we'll text her. Yeah, like she's chill. She's low maintenance. You know, little do they know. Little do they know that I am neither chill. I guess I'm rel- very chill and very low maintenance. Low maintenance. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised at how quickly they responded once I prodded them in the ass, which is, you know, the one thing that email is good for, I mm-hmm. think, is being able to prod someone in the ass without feeling like you're double texting them. Right. Like, oh, hey, I know we emailed before, but now I'm emailing you again. It's not like when, you know, my grandma texts me like five times in a row. Like, yeah, we're going to plan this thing. Just thinking of you. And then like it's 45 minutes later, it's like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm at work right now, nanny. <laughs> Right. I love you so much. Please stop texting me.
0: <laughs> I had an ex whose uh, mom would, would call and text him so often that he would not get back to her to the point where she would just be like, send any letter <laughs> <laughs> so I know you're alive. And it's just like, aw, text your mom, dude. She's actually pretty cool. And You've I mean my, said it yourself, my
1: grandparents are very cool, yeah, but I also like they'll text me at like ten a m on a Saturday and be like, "Let us know, and blah 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 blah, blah blah blah, blah, blah did you get our our card, which is, of course I got your card, like I cashed the check, right
0: <laughs> right, but they're looking for the thank you they're lo- Doria, I, and i on.
1: and I do think I thank them aggressively, but it just like takes me three days, yeah, yeah, you no, know, I get it. trust you know. me. I, and I lo- again, I love you, Nanny, if you're listening, I love you very, very much. And I value everything you've done for me in my Aww. whole entire life. But sometimes I don't answer you and it's not anything personal. I don't answer anybody.
0: Yeah, Nanny, she doesn't answer my text messages either. And she's always spoken very highly of you. So I, I will uh, back Doria up on that one. Thank you. Thank um, you. But I feel that. I am also that person that is constantly on their phone and never answering any of your messages. <laughs> Um, so I get that for sure. But, um, yeah, so Doria is leaving fits and starts Mm -hmm. to pursue, not reanimator. I think reanimator is just kind of like a, 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 an add on. Yeah. They're like the icing on the cake or like the little sprinkles or whatever. Yeah. But you're like the meat of your Sunday is going to be a lot of copywriting and, doing your master's program, yeah. which is uh, very cool. I think that I'm very excited to see that opportunity the, like or the more opportunities that line up a little bit more with your long-term plan yeah, um, pan out for you, which I think that will happen quite a bit over the next year.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping for the same. I think that something that I've always said to myself that is never, ever, ever true is that, you know— Working in food and bev is great cuz it's like you get to like have your job and then have your life. And like as soon as I get work somewhere, that mm-hmm. stops being true. Right. So it feels good to be going somewhere. At least, you know, if it's a band-aid in terms of like how long I'm there for, but like somewhere where there's five locations and like I will probably get to know my coworkers well, but like also see a, like a a relatively slow but like rotating door of people that aren't like so deeply <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it attached to my it, my insides, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. I think that like it j- it'll it, it will be a good place for me to dis- to practice the disconnection that I'm sure my therapist would recommend if I was still seeing her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which she's not <laughs> dead D- or D- anything, <laughs>
1: but I you know I'm in my defense I moved, so that's why I can't see my therapist anymore.
0: I feel you. I mean I didn't move, <laughs> but uh you know. Insurance deductibles are high. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, I feel that as well. Which is bullshit, personally. Uh, personally, it's personally, bullshit, I feel this is bullshit. Um, oh my God, I'm about to fall out of this fucking chair. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that's very cool. How do you feel? Other than trying to set the boundary between yourself and the enmeshment of the restaurant industry slash food and beverage industry whatever you want to call it how do you feel about moving away in like a in a in a larger way
1: i'm like scared to be honest it's very weird to think that like you know, I, and I, I know that, like, everyone always says that, and it's like, this is going to be my last restaurant job. Yeah. And then, like, I said that, and then, like, I got another coffee job. So, like, technically it's my last – maybe it's my last restaurant job. Right. But certainly not my last, like, industry job. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I think, like, it's something that I – it's not something that I ever would – I guess – Really, what it is is that I don't think I ever would have seen myself pursuing the thing that I'm pursuing, like in like sort of this like niche area of marketing, mm-hmm. two three years ago, right? right? Like I would have been like, I'm gonna be um, a, an editorial writer, and that's what I'm gonna do because I'm 19 and I'm full of hope, and <laughs> and like it's nice to think that you could do something like that, but it's like I'm very I'm very slowly coming to terms, I guess not slowly, I guess I'm like very naturally coming to terms with the fact that like, there's a lot of like sort of grind and hustle that goes into being like a writer that does writing, writing, like in further living. So like having the opportunity to like, sort of wean off of one job and like onto another and then maybe wean off of that job and then wean onto another and sort of grow like that is daunting. I think it's like scary to think that like I could be not like pigeonholing myself, but like definitely like set, I've definitely set the tone as like, I want to be a social media manager and I want to work in copywriting and I want to do that, which is like a field and like a, a set thing that you do. Does that make sense? No, it definitely makes sense. Like for so long, I was just like, let me pursue editorial and editorial so big, you know, it's such a big, like grand sweeping term. So now I'm like, okay, I focused it in here. And, you know, working in a restaurant has really given me the opportunity to do that. So shout out to Fits and Starts for letting me run your social media page.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But one thing I will say about some of the things that I'm hearing from you, and these are not necessarily restaurant-related topics, so I apologize, listeners, that we're just kind of having a catch-up conversation via this podcast. But, um, you know you say that like you're moving very far away from editorial or like, you know, these things that you kind of like had in mind for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, sure. Like that's one thing that you're pursuing now because it's one thing you have experience in. Yeah. And I get that, that, that might be why you have, you know, potentially, or you feel like you're pigeonholing yourself into copywriting and social media management, et cetera, et cetera. But like, right now you're doing something that's very editorial. Yeah. And like a lot of your writing, whether it's fiction or a personal essay or whatever, is also very editorial. It, not necessarily like in the in the way you might think of like the editorial page in the fucking Inquirer. Would yeah. Be. But, you know, you talk, you write a lot about your experiences, some of them being in the restaurant industry, some of them being just like your own like home life, childhood sort of stuff. And like, There is kind of, I think, an aspect of that that is almost like vaguely journalistic. Yeah. In that you are being opist, open and honest. I'm making a new word, I guess. (laughs) Um, Somebody called dictionary.com. But you are being open and honest and critical of, you know, certain things that have to find your life. Life. I don't know. I'm it's, not trying to say that, okay, well, you're still pursuing your dream and that should always be your dream. I'm just saying that like, you know, I don't think you should feel like you're pigeonholing yourself because maybe. you still do a lot of those things in your day to day life.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's what I was watching a documentary. This is, whew, this is not related to restaurants at all. I was watching this movie. <laughs> Um, damn, I have no idea what it was called because that's what Hulu does to me is it just says, you should watch this movie. And I say, okay, yeah, sure, i watch this movie. It had Laura Dern in it. Okay. And it was about like a, a young girl who has like this abusive running coach. But it was like the movie, what was her name? It's like, she's like, her name's like Sally or some shit, like Jenny. Her name's Jenny Fox. And she's a document, she's at, in real life, she's a documentarian. And it's like an autobiography and like an autobiographical movie about like her wrestling with like sort of the, like with this idea that like she was abused as a kid and like had kind of always imagined that like it was normal and then like when she starts to like sort of like go through her old experiences, realizes that it's not normal and then like ends up in real life and in the movie like making documentaries that are like based around this and I think like in the same way that like she does that, I think like a lot of really interesting journalism is like based around the personal and like dives into, like, things that you know personally right. and are, like, really familiar with, and then sort of, like, y- you remove that, like, sort of subjectivity, go in objectively, and then, like, apply subjectivity to it. Right. So, which sounds very, like, big and spacey, but also, like, is part of the process, right? It was a good movie. If you can find <laughs> the Lord Dern movie uh, on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Um, well, I mean, you know, if we're talking about thinking abuse is normal, then I think that that definitely has to do with the restaurant industry. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that's where we're at, guys. (laughs) Abuse is normal. Welcome (laughs) to the the restaurant restaurant
1: industry. industry. (laughs)
0: Um, you know, I'm like, that is something that is very difficult to avoid in the, in the restaurant industry. I think that when you, um are traversing you know this this type of job whether you are an employee or an employer you inherently walk a very fine line between being a shitty person and like not being a shitty person and I don't know that has been like something that has been very formative for me yeah um just I don't know. This is a weird segue, I guess, but um, but yeah, like I don't know. That's something that's been very formative for me in the in the restaurant industry, especially. It's like somebody who's been, you know, who has had uh, a, a management aspirations and even ownership aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I also have a pretty quick temper, and um, it used to be a lot worse. Um, I find that it comes out especially when I'm overworked and very tired, yeah. which is, I think, where a lot of us are constantly, not even just now, but how we have been in the past yeah. in the restaurant industry. And I think that that allows us, like, also just like that very um, kind of familial relationship that happens in um, a restaurant setting with the, with the staff. Um, like, definitely does allow for us to take things out on each other that we might not normally take out on each other if we just worked in, like, an office or, like, maybe weren't (laughs) so trauma-bonded. Yeah. You know? Um, That is, like, definitely one thing that I think that I will... I was thinking about it last night uh, on my way home uh, was that since you're leaving and um, CJ is leaving, well, which, by the way, listeners, CJ is so over being back of house that he is going to be front of house. Is he
1: really? Yes, he oh is. my God. Congrats. Where's he going? He's Going to new wave. Hell effing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if that was like what had been decided, but that's great. Yeah. I love that for CJ.
0: I know it's, I mean, also I think that it kind of fits his personality type a little bit oh, more. Hell yeah. But you know, whatever. I'm not going to tell him that except for when he listens to this, but, um, but yeah, but you're leaving CJ's leaving. And then in November, Graham is leaving and I'm like, Dude, what the fuck? It's just gonna be me and Colin, Chef Colin Freeman, straight chilling. The only OG fits and starts people. That's wild, yeah, wild. I mean, there's Dom and Melissa, but like, and they're cool, but they're they don't. I don't see Melissa. She's locked in the pastry dungeon all day. Yeah, and I don't really think Don has that much interest in like bonding with me. I don't think so. So. <laughs> It's just crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I want to say, like, I don't know what I'm going to do without you working with me. But I don't think that I feel that quite as acutely as I feel that about the fact that, like, CJ is leaving. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe that's just because you and I live together. Right. But it's not like CJ and I will see each other outside of work. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So I really feel like we're not being very inf- informational or very interesting to our listeners at this moment.
1: You, do you, This is maybe not informational or informative, <laughs> but did you ever have friends growing up, like when you were a kid that no. like you spent... <laughs> stop. Like just one or... You only needed like one or two for this example. I remember it happening very often. I was like, I have to see my friends every single day. Or like my mom was a babysitter. So like she would watch like my friends. Like uh-huh. my like my friend Tanaya. We saw each other every single day. And at some point I was like, I don't want Tanaya to come over, like make it stop. Like she's so annoying. She's my best friend, but she's so annoying. And I feel like that is like what the restaurant industry does to you. And I remember my mom just being like, you need a Tanaya break. Like you need a vacation from Tanaya." Yeah. And like, as sometimes I think that's like how the restaurant industry sets you up is like, you spend so much time with these people and like you're constantly around them. And even if when you're like working with them, you're like, they're a great employee. And like, I like them as a person. I might love them as a person. God, Jesus fucking Christ, get them away from me. Like, I don't want to – don't poke your head out from anywhere. Like, stay back. Just let – don't talk to me.
0: I mean, yeah. I definitely have felt that way. Yeah. Definitely never about you or Graham. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never ever? Not once. Definitely not when you and I and, like, the three of us are the only people working in the restaurant.
1: (laughs) Yeah. See like that. And that's not, that's not cool. You know, that's uh that's horrible. That's a horrible thing that a, an employment, a place of employment <laughs> do to you. I also, you know, in that same vein, I guess something that I've had, I now have experience with is not working in, in the industry. Right. And like, I remember telling Matthew about the first time that I had a meeting with Heather, who's uh-huh. like my boss at my other job. And, she was like, you know, we, she was like, how was your weekend? And I went, oh, it was good, you know, I did blah, blah, blah. And she went, that's great, yeah. We went to Boston, it was fun. That was the end of the conversation. Then we talked about work and I was like, Matthew, do people in like regular office jobs not just like tell each other their entire life story every time they sit down to talk? And he was like, yeah, like I don't know shit about it, anybody. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> right. Like I know about like your mom's 45th birthday, you know, not you specifically, but like, you know, your mom's 45th birthday is, you know, horrible, blah, blah, blah. And and -and so-and-so brought Mm -hmm. hot dogs and this person was vegan. And it it was crazy. And then so-and-so got drunk and da 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 da, (laughs) And that was when I turned 13, you know, like, (laughs) like there's so much like shared experience. Uh And, uh, yeah, you wonder why everybody wants to like kick each other's asses. Like if only like cathartically.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Just like put on boxing gloves and just go at each other.
0: Well, I mean like, I think that's, like, almost, like, the difference between the fact that, like, you're leaving the industry, you're leaving fits and starts, mm-hmm. and, like, and CJ leaving fits and starts. is because, like, you and I now get to have this relationship that we already have, and have that, like, our friendship slash roommateship be the only part of our relationship that yeah. is relevant to us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't, we get to free ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> From the baggage of working together. Yeah. Which, like, I don't think is, like, I hope you don't take that personally. and I I don't think that you would know me well enough to know that you shouldn't. But, like, it's, like, not even this thing of, like, okay, well, Doria's getting on my nerves. It's just that I'm irritated and Doria is there. Yeah. And it's, like, that association. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, it's like Pavlov's dogs. But then like I would, you know, even over the winter, it'd be like I would come over here and we'd hang out. And that's a completely different thing than like like, seeing you at work. Yeah. So but then like with CJ, it's like, yeah, we have a friendship outside of work. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, this is the person that I would go back and say, you will never fucking believe what so-and-so said, (laughs) you know, And when I say when I would go back there and say that, I mean, it would be like any time I would even see CJ, he would say, you'll never fucking believe, you know. (laughs) Because CJ does love to complain. But so do I, and that's why we're friends. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Um, So that's cool. But speaking of you guys leaving, another great thing that happened over the summer was that we got a lot of new people yeah, um which is always exciting I think when you work someplace for a, a while. Yeah. And I I know that I've only been at Fits and Starts for a year and you've only been there for like a year and change, but um I think that that we've been we've been through so many changes at Fits and Starts that it does feel like we've been there for longer.
1: Not to mention the fact that like there was no like at least like between I mean in the 2 months that you were there we hired before you got there, we hired, like, what, one other person? Mm-hmm. Anna was there. Right. Um, but, you know, it, with the exception of, like, CJ and Dom, there was no... We, like, were the the, the beginning mm-hmm. of the staff, right. you know? Like, we, we started there. Mm-hmm. We were, like, with the company when it, like, effectively when it opened, right? Right. Like, as it is now and, like, yeah. what it is. Which is crazy and also makes it feel like a lot longer than a year. Yeah, exactly. At least in terms of like, you know, how long have you, you know, normally you're like, how long have you been employed there? It's like, I've been there for about a year and, you know, I'm doing this or I'm moving on or blah, 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 blah. But like, we've been there for like the entirety of its life. <laughs> yeah. And our, and then like, I'm, you know, leaving and like that, that I'm like the first, I am effectively the first hire That has like I was there the longest, you know, like from start to of that like my now age, yeah, yeah, to my now completion, relative completion. I'll still be in and out a little bit, I think. Well, yeah, because you're still going to be running social media, and also like just general tomfoolery in the greater Queen
0: Village area will probably draw me in. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, I mean I just think that it's 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 been it feels like we've been working there for a really long time. So to get new people is very refreshing. Last mm-hmm. time we were here with you folks, um, we had Stuart and he was the first in um, you know, on the list of like many new hires. Yeah. Um Lizzie, who I think worked before. Before, but you know, she she's has since returned. She went away for a really cool theater thing over the summer, and then she came back, which was exciting for me. Um, then we had uh, Renia, who is um, one of our funniest staff members, I would By say. By far. By far. And, like, she makes you work for it, which I think is why she's so much funnier than any of the rest of us. Yeah. She, like, she keeps it. You really have to work hard for it. You gotta chip away at it. Yeah, you gotta chip away at it and, like, when, you, when she pulls it out, you, you feel truly blessed. Yeah. Um, to have been bestowed, have this, <laughs> had this gift bestowed upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like being knighted. And then there's Symphony, and she's a fucking delight. Yeah. Um, and then, God, who else works with this? Molly. Molly. Molly's uh, Doria 2.0 but except for the fact they're really not that similar. Not at all. We just are,
1: we're both in the temple MFA program, um, which was fun. I got to, I left our like group orientation meeting to go to work. And I was like, uh, yeah, I got to go to work. Um, if anybody would like to visit me or Molly, uh, we are at fits and starts, uh, bakery and bar, uh, 743, uh, South fourth street. It was, it was fun. That is fun. And then everybody was like, hee hee he, hee hee And then Molly like was just like, haha, and she must have said something after uh, I left, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't bad, Molly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate working with Doria. <laughs> yeah, she's just so fucking she just laughs at everything that she says. She does these stupid, funny voices. She makes good coffee. It fucking sucks. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. I think my, my best bit of the past, like, two weeks has been me balancing on the toes of my dance go. Oh, yeah. That's that, a really good one. I'm shaking my ass. I've been doing a lot of, like, ass work.
0: I I know. <laughs> You're telling me.
1: <laughs> yeah. If, if for any of you that are listening, uh, yeah, I've been throwing my dump truck ass around Fitz oh and Stone.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh,
1: it's been a lot of fun. You know, I'm really like, you got to like suck the mare out of life. Right. And so that's what I'm doing in my final, my final days. I actually started making and will send you my Fitz Finale playlist,
0: which oh, will contain fuck. all
1: of the songs that have... I Define think defined defined the fits, the fits my fits and starts employment. Okay. But not any of the ones that were on like the, that, you know, that like little, what what the fuck is that thing that played the music before we like started connecting oh, the iPad? Yeah. Well, like there will be no because. will on and no Wu-Tang clan on the playlist <laughs> though. It will be burned in my mind forever.
0: For sure. Um, I like forget that that thing even existed and I'm so glad that they made the other iPad work so we didn't have to give that up.
1: Yeah, that was nuts. I yeah. like, I also, do you understand, can you explain that to me at all? Like, what the fuck that thing is and, like, why we had it? No. Because, like, when I was, when I started there, it was explained to me that there was, like, some, and I don't, I don't know shit from a butt when it comes to, like, copyright infringement. But apparently, like, there was something with, like, the the music that you can or can't play in a restaurant, not in terms of, like, explicit content, but in terms of, like, uh, like, I, like again, I literally have no idea. But those, those words were spoken to me by a previous employee, and I said, oh, okay, sure, right over my head. A previous employee? A previous employee who I will not name, but who I loved very much. Oh, my God. So much. <laughs> like, can you hear how much love... Is in my voice right now?
0: Yeah, honestly, it's overwhelming. I know,
1: I know. I could have just kissed them on the mouth.
0: I know. It would almost did several times. Oh,
1: there was we got so close to each other, just like in it was out of passion, right? But it was love. Don't don't have it confused with like passive aggressive behavior or like about to cat fight. It was just love, you know, the way that like when you know when you're like in the fifth grade and someone boy boys mean to you and your mom says that it's because they think you're cute. That sort of love, you know,
0: you know, that's like an interesting twist on that situation, the idea that. Okay, but that
1: might have been a little true. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might have been a small young girl and the other person was maybe like a little bit of like a mean, a mean boy. This is a really extended metaphor.
0: Okay, anyway, so we're moving on. Um, So the weird thing that played on over the radio before we switched to using Spotify and the iPad and everything. um, I don't really, honestly, no, I don't understand. What that thing was. What that thing was. I just know that, like... You know, I've worked places where we had similar situations. That's that's okay. The that's the only light I can shed on that.
1: Okay. Well there there's something to be there's something about that that it makes it something to the effect of necessary. But all it ever fucking Okay, so there was like an app that went with it and you could like reject or accept songs that were supposed to like help to curate the playlist for you. And I must have rejected like that one song by Arcade Fire, like eighteen <laughs> times, and I swear to God, it would play it like that same day, like just to like really get in my head. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, it's okay. Um. It's okay.
0: <laughs> um. Well, yeah. So anyway, what the fuck were we talking about before we started talking about this,
1: dude? I have no
0: idea. Okay. Anyway. Um. Oh, Molly. So Molly works there now, mm-hmm. and then um, some other people. Um. We got another Liz. Yeah. I don't, I can't really speak about them yet because I don't really know anything about them. So, so we oh, got chef Kai. We got chef Kai. Uh, fucking Love sick. chef Kai. Yeah. She's definitely, she's definitely one of the, well, they're all pretty good. I think that we, we all, we got some good people working. So yeah. I definitely am like not ever mad when someone's on the schedule, which is something that happens so often. <laughs> when, you, when you work with people, um, without naming any names, what's like one of your, what, tell me like a good story about like one of your least favorite people to work with. Like something can be funny or it can just be like mind bogglingly terrible. Oh, I think I have the answer to this very quickly,
1: actually. which okay. is It wasn't even like this person was particularly, like I like them as a person. Um, they were a lot older than me. They were a man, and they did not give a hoot about their job at Van Leeuwen. Mm. Like it was one of those things where they were like, you know how like I think I was I was saying before like you know I'm not really here to like do the thing uh, to I'm just here to do the job right. Right, and that's a mindset you can have if you do the job well. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do the job well, you have to like put energy into sure. it. Sure, and that is something that you just have either you're in the wrong industry or you know. You Or you have to try really hard, right? you know? Um, and this person would come to work, blazed off their ass. Mm. And it was not like like when Ian came to work, blazed off his ass. he was excellent. You wouldn't even know when I came to work. The one time I came to work high, you knew and I never did it again because (laughs) I was like, I'm not, I can't talk to these people. I can't even look them in the eye. Right. But if you are like that and then you say, I can still come to work. No, no. So they would, first of all, I wasn't allowed to like take off on days that like they could potentially be like the person that replaced me on the schedule. Like it was like, no Doria, you can't have this person switch off with you on Saturday because they're not gonna be able to work the
0: line. That's always the fucking worst. And I was like, why are they on the schedule then? Because it's just like you're getting fucked over because they made a shitty hiring choice. Because you decided to
1: continue to hire this person after they had been late several times,
0: especially when, yeah, when that person is giving you an opportunity to show them the door. Show them the door. And you don't because of what? Because it would cost more to train somebody than to let them go. I mean, then to keep them on and like make, you know, decrease the morale of the staff that already works there.
1: And it, and you know, Vinland was fast paced. So Mm -hmm. like they like, and by comparison in the time that it would take me to like help three parties of four they could help like one person. Right. Like it was like so slow. And mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ, you're so high right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they would go on like breaks for like well over an hour. When we had a half hour paid break, which really, you know, in the grand scheme of things, was pretty nice. Yeah, You got to leave yeah. for half an hour mm-hmm. and like just go about your thing and like not even have to clock out. Like you were just right. like, I'm going to go eat some soup and come back. You know, I was in the East Village, so it was, like, you could just, like, walk anywhere and eat anything. Like, ample opportunity. Um, But, yeah, it was – they were the absolute worst person to work with. And the one time they – I had to take – I was supervising, and they had been working with me that night. And someone called, and they said to me, hey, listen, um, I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, but – um, my girlfriend and I just, were just in and my girlfriend is severely lactose intolerant. Ooh, very, very badly. La- like, like, not like they get the shits, like they go into anaphylactic shock. Right. Um, which is a word that I literally for the life of me could not spell. I have no idea if I'm ever saying it right. Anaphylactic.
0: Anaphylactic. Anaphylactic.
1: Yeah. Anaphylactic. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's one of those like just blur of, of like syllables does There's that a what? lot of
0: consonants yeah, yeah 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 um and some of them don't make the sounds that
1: they normally do go ahead p it's a ph it's word a pH, yeah. okay um my you know my girlfriend is severely lactose intolerant and we specifically said we said like hey like she can't have dairy and van is, an, is a great place for people that can't have dairy because they have a wide variety of vegan options um, all made with, like, cashew and, and coconut and things like that. And um, we had a peanut butter, well, I don't even remember what it was, peanut butter marshmallow crunch okay. was the classic flavor. Peanut butter chip was the vegan flavor. Oof. So they said, can we do the vegan peanut butter milkshake? Yikes. And this person gave them peanut butter marshmallow crunch, and they made it, like, two blocks away, and then, like, had to call an ambulance. Wow yeah and and they were like i'm gonna describe this person and they described it to me and i said i I know exactly who you're talking about and i had to like get off i was like i am i don't know what to do i'm so sorry this is like way out of my Mm -hmm. my pay grade (laughs) like you know what the fuck am i supposed to say so i get off the phone and i'm like hey you listen you know this happened and they were like oh man that was it oh man no, no, like, I'm so sorry. Just like, oh, fuck. Well, guess I fucked up. And I was like, yeah, you could have killed somebody. Rock and roll, my guy.
0: Wow. And that was
1: that person. That was working with that person.
0: <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, like, I really can't think of anybody that I've worked with that was, that ever did anything like that. That's, I mean, that I know of anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I can think of a lot of people who just sucked as people. But I think that honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat as you with like the one of some of the worst experiences I've had with coworkers have been people that I generally liked. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> I think maybe that's what makes it worse. Yeah, absolutely. So to be honest, um, I'm actually going to, I mean, he's not going to listen to this because it's it requires too much uh, of his attention span, but... Um, I'm going to go ahead and out my friend Kyle, put him on the spot for being one of the worst people I've ever worked with. (laughs) Um, Now, like, you know, just for some context, Kyle is like probably in my top three, like best friends. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I have, you can't, you can't really get to know me without hearing a bunch of Kyle stories. So like, I love him um, as a person. And, um, as a coworker, he is very good at his job mm-hmm. in the sense that he is very good with customers. Like that guy could sell crack to Jesus. Yeah. But, um, as far as being a coworker, at least in my experience, he kind of is ass. Um, when we met at Giuseppe and Sons, the mm-hmm. Shelson collective restaurant, it was like, I think that I was able to just like him so much because it was such a big restaurant and we didn't yeah. really have to work next to each other very often. And then we both went to Open Fiddler Club together, which was, like, a much smaller staff in comparison. And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking hate you. Like, <laughs> we would fight at work so much that people would, like, think that we weren't – they would be surprised when they found out that we, like, spent all of our time outside of work together. Yeah. Um. So, like, like one time – um, it was, like, probably one of the only brunches I ever worked because, like, I – um, yeah, I was just like mostly a night person, which is like how I like to do my life. But, um, it was one of the only brunches I ever worked in. And the only people that showed up were my manager, Taylor Ruiz, mm-hmm. shout out, one of the best managers I've ever had, um, myself, obviously, and this guy, Mike, um, who was a bartender, Mm-hmm. We were the only people who showed up for a brunch where we did 152 covers. Whew. And, you know, who was supposed to be my other server?
1: Kyle. Kyle.
0: Yeah. And then he came in that night and was, like, all fucking flippant about it. Like, oh, well, I didn't wake up. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, I want you to fucking suck my ass. Yeah. Like, is what I want you to do. And then, like, you're going to try to get cut before me? I will kill you. <laughs> And I hope that you do listen to this one because I will still kill you. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, that's probably one of my, like, worst experiences. But then you also just have, like, those general people who, like, I've definitely had, like, when I worked at Red Owl, there was this woman who, like, just one of the the things that Graham always says about an employee is that, like, I'm probably going to like you if you don't make my day-to-day life harder. Yeah. And... I think that's pretty much across the board for people in general. Yeah. But, um, but she was definitely one of those people that, like, wasn't just irritating, but, like, literally created problems for me to, like, a mess for me to clean up after her. Yeah. With. She would get me in trouble with the other managers because, like, not because she would do things, but because she would, like, well, because she would do things and then she would come up with some story. Mm-hmm for like what happened that wasn't actually what happened and most of the time put the blame on me or someone else. Yeah. You know, whether it was another employee or another manager. And so it was always us kind of trying to figure out like what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And then you have to like go to this other person that she's like blamed. Yeah. And be like, okay, so what happened? Like, it seems like you're in trouble now and you're going to feel like you're in trouble for something this person did, but really we're just trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, And so like, But she was, like, a good person, I guess. I guess probably not. If you're lying, you're probably not that great of a person. Not the best person, Uh, for sure. But, like, it wasn't like I didn't like her otherwise. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, you're a fucking snake, and you're lazy, and you want to get away with things. Yeah. Um, But I think that that goes across the board. That's not, like, a restaurant thing. Yeah. That's just, like, a people who suck thing. Yeah. So. Nobody likes a snake in the grass. Yeah, for sure. I know we've like already talked about like our favorite managers, but like, do you have any good manager stories? Especially since good old Grammy Boy is going to be leaving oh in uh, the near future, leaving Fitz and starts to uh, go do some w- whatever Graham does. Be oh. an Android. Yeah. <laughs> just plug himself in he's somewhere. G- yeah, he's Synthesize going to get a, some new data. Yeah, he's going to get a like a an iOS update. <laughs> okay. Um, I, uh,
1: you know, I'll tell, I'll tell two stories in tandem because they are similar in theme, but Mm -hmm. very different. I'll tell a Graham story as part of it. Okay. Um, but the first one, I think I don't know if it made the cut for our manager episode, Mm. but my manager, Greg at Mm -hmm. homecoming, um, very One time I was behind the coffee bar at our Williamsburg location and um, I was like bent over, like trying to do something underneath the coffee bar, cleaning it or whatever. And uh, he screamed my name, like in the most violent way, like, because like, no one was in there. So he was just like, fuck it, let me be as loud as I possibly can. And then in response, I screamed. And then he laughed and said, that's funny. I like it when you scream. <laughs> and it was so, it just like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> And then in uh, in tandem with that, one time Graham said my name. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, this is <laughs> and this a good is one. like
1: fits and starts lore at this point yeah. because I'm notoriously clumsy, and one time I dropped them. We we keep the mugs uh, sort of up. We used to keep them up on a shelf, and I used to drop them all the time, like because they were above my head, which is to say that like they're pretty high up there. Not really as sp- uh, in, in in general, I would argue that the coffee's space, the bar it, as a whole is not conducive of work. I agree. It's, it's gotten better with time. Kind of. Sort of, like, to the best that I could do it, but not, like, outstandingly so. Um, but so the coffee mugs used to be up high, and um, then we made a decision as a team <laughs> to, to move them somewhere lower, closer to the ground, so that I would stop dropping them on the ground and causing shat- and cause shattering uh, throughout the service. Um, but one time I dropped a mug and Graham said my name, like I have never heard anybody say my name before. And it was so scary.
0: It's like when you, it was like when your parents are yelling at, or they usually are yellers mm-hmm. and then you do something that is so bad that they're not even, they're yelling. not yelling, but like Graham doesn't yell, but he's still like somehow skipped the yelling phase and just made and went right to the. The, I'm. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, it was yeah. like mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try to say the way he said it. No, because it's it's it, it would. Only, I don't even think he could replicate. No, it. and
1: he tries to, and it never works. No, it doesn't. I was there, and I was shaken to the core. So, and it was and I like he said it, and then like it was funny, but it wasn't like it wasn't funny. It was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Now, anytime I drop something, he makes an effort to try and replicate the way that he said my name, and it hasn't ever landed quite the way that it did that time. No, But that's a story of the time that two of my managers said my name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about management last night um, because a friend of mine and I were talking about our former manager, this guy, David Carter, um, In Charleston. I really only worked with him for like two months. Before. Before the pandemic Mm -hmm. happened. But David was like a good manager to me. I would go ahead and hazard a guess. Or not hazard a guess. But I would go so far as to say that like I think that that was only because he liked me. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, If you're listening to this, David... I think of you only with fondness, but I also do remember how he used to treat this one woman we worked with. And it would be like, she would come up to us and she would say something very innocuous, but also stupid, mm-hmm. and David would nod at her and then turn to me and go, anyway. <laughs> but like not even like to her face, really. But just like you knew what he just did, and I also think that that's maybe why I liked him so much was because like, if there was an Aislin move, you know that that is a that's a very that's very on brand for me. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I would say he's like definitely in my top three managers. It would be like Jamie Diaz, Jordan Fuller, David Carter. I only say David Carter is as third because I only worked with him for two months. Yeah. Maybe he would have eventually made his way to To the top to number one. And like Taylor, who I just mentioned, if you're listening, the only reason I'm not including you in that is because we ended up being more friends than like managers, like a manager employee ever. Yeah. We were like, never really like that kind of relationship.
1: I I think the best, like I, I personally, and this is like maybe rooted in something deeper. Like, My favorite managers are the ones that like didn't really like anybody else and that Mm -hmm. other people would tag as like combative or rude or like unfunny Uh or mean, mean spirited. Um, But that liked me. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I think they're great. And they're like, love you. And I'm like, right. You know, and then uh, they like go and scream at someone else. And I'm just like,
0: well, do your job. Sorry. (laughs) I always feel like I have that kind of relationship with, managers when i'm an employee yeah but then when i'm all in the management team that's not we usually end up butting heads a little bit more right which i think is interesting That is interesting but um but yeah so um yeah i don't know this has been like kind of more of a catch up episode, I guess.
1: Yeah, but you know, such is necessary. Yeah, definitely such is necessary. Jumping right back in, jumping back on the podcast train. Yeah. You know, I think we had a a very long I I would say we've I personally, I have been on burnout. I am trying my best to recover from a summer of burnout. Um, I'm sure you feel very similar. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, especially since like I mean I I I definitely attribute the fact that I was sick last week to the fact that I have been working sixty hours a week yeah. for the past like month.
1: Yeah, I mean it. I think that like it's been incredibly hard to like put energy into anything. Anything that isn't just like work and sleep. And even then, yeah. I've been <laughs> like, you know, the other what did I? I lost sleep because I was thinking about uh, the Jimmy Nardello juice. <laughs> Oh my God, why? Because I
0: just like was upset that it didn't work. (laughs) It's not like, but I just don't think that it has. I, I'm going to be, we're going to do some R&D talk right now. Doria tried to do this uh, Jimmy Nardello pepper syrup for a tequila drink that uh, I wanted to put on the menu and it was a wonderfully creative thought. And it came out beautiful. It looks nice. It look, Like like appearance-wise. Yeah, I think, though, that the problem is not the idea. I think it's the pepper that you chose. Because, mm. like, one thing that I will say is that I just don't really think it tastes like peppers yeah. that much. And, like, Graham would disagree because I was like, I don't think this, this is strong enough. And he was like, no, it's strong enough. But I do think that it would be better suited for something like a green bell pepper mm-hmm. that is going to like be a lot more assertive in flavor. Yeah. Like you even just compare a red bell pepper to a green bell pepper. It's completely different, different, like it's my intensity. My dad hates green peppers. Right. He loves red peppers. Exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, when I make lentils, you don't, I, if you don't do a green pepper, it's not going to taste the same. Yeah. So like it's that kind of situation and I think that that's why I'm like you know the idea is great and I would like to execute it in a better way yeah um I just think that the the thought of having it be the Jimmy Nardello peppers because that is like a Philly thing is just like maybe where the 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 error lies yeah that being said that's not your fault that's Jimmy Nardello's fault yeah what the fuck Jimmy come on Make a stronger pepper. We're trying to do, you know, some, like, weird Philly John cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sat there and fucking seeded those peppers for, like, three hours.
1: Right. (laughs) It uh, It was a process. But. No, you know, it's like. But that's the sort of thing that, like.
0: Yeah, has been plaguing our minds.
1: Like that's how that's how my brain goes now. Right, has been going.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think like being back in school has definitely benefited me in the sense that like I have another thing to like fixate on. Absolutely. And I would say like making like working less hours it fits and starts, but not by a large margin. I'm down to three days, but I still like make close to forty hours. So. (laughs) I know. I mean, listen, (laughs) that's how that be, you know, like all, all week I dread going back to work and then I'm at work and I like, don't see this, the the light of day Mm -hmm. or like at least the light of day in a context that isn't like outdoor patio. Right. So yeah, definitely
0: like that was summer was just like, Mm -hmm. fuck, work, fuck, fuck, work, uh, uh, work, (laughs) work. Yeah, not to mention the fact that we were for the majority of the summer working outside in a heat wave. Yeah, which is also like I—I mean, sorry, not sorry, but like if y'all went out and you sat outside in hundred degree heat Mm -hmm. or ninety plus ninety degrees, but feels like ninety seven to one hundred and five. Yeah, you kind of suck. Yeah, that was kind of. And I kind of hate you. Yeah, and. I think that you need to reassess your life choices. Um, So, also, if you
1: choose to sit outside, and you know that you're sitting outside where there is um, risk of sun exposure, yeah, and then you expect your 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 server to somehow move the sun, (laughs) yeah, in the sky so that it doesn't hit you, yeah you got to you got to step back also, and look at your
0: what you're up to. <laughs> one thing that I would ask for those of you who are listening is that you not rearrange patio furniture. Never. Don't it touch is, it. It is arranged that way for a reason. Whether it is convenient for you is not really the issue. No. Um so because you know what's convenient
1: for you not having to cook your own breakfast. Exactly. That or is what's or make your own coffee or your own orange juice or any of that. You get to sit outside and have people wait on you. So if you
0: choose to sit outside, you, you play the cards you're dealt. Yeah, exactly. Listen, like what we went out that one day with what's his face, Dennis, mm-hmm. and there was not a table with shade for everybody. What did I ask our server to do about that? Nothing. Nothing. I sat there and I fucking sweat my fucking ass off. Yep. So if I can do it, so can you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that being said, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've just been really tired, I think. And um, uh, thank you all for for con- consistently and constantly, um, you know, texting me or coming into work and asking me where the next episode of the podcast is. Um, I appreciate your investment for sure. And, um, I'm not even saying that sarcastically. it's just, the way my voice sounds. Um, Oh yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you're great. Uh, it's like,
0: no, I mean, seriously. No, I know, great. but, great. um, but yeah, so I guess we're back. Um, You know, I would like to say that we have a lot of really fun and exciting episodes planned. But, you know, we're still getting there. We're still warming back up or cooling off or whatever you want to say. So please be patient with us. I am one person who hates the sound of their own voice anyway. (laughs) So when I have to listen to it in uh, recording form, um, I die a little inside. And like I said earlier... You know, my insurance deductible is very high, so I'm not able to go to therapy right now, <laughs> um, you know, so I, you know, I'm doing a lot of inner work myself and
1: <laughs> anything a lot of can- shadow work to be able to, to edit a <laughs> podcast. podcast, just so. been like reflecting on myself and like, mm. you know, just really getting to know my own, my own needs and wants and. It's just like a really beautiful thing. So anyways, I'm going to edit this podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much my inner monologue at all times. So, um, Is it my voice? <laughs> yeah, isn't your inner monologue my voice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this has been At The past Podcast with Aislinn Fair and Doria Wooler. Um, we will uh, d- 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 see you next time. See
1: you next time when we talk about restaurants.
0: Kind of. Sort of. Maybe. A little bit. At least like... As At the, least probably more than we did in this episode. We talked enough. We talked enough
1: about restaurants.
0: I just don't think that we really like covered anything that was like particularly intri- interesting for like anybody other than uh, the participants of this conversation. Okay. We could talk about the bad Google review that
1: Fitz and Starts got. Ooh. I could yeah. bring it up on my phone. Let's
0: do it. We could
1: take a small pause you right thought here. thought it was over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just wait. I opened Spotify.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I have to use the bathroom. Okay. So let me do that.
0: While. Have you ever had Scrapple? Me? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the part. Uh, I thought that was a Google review. No,
1: I was just looking at Scrapple. Uh, well, I was on their Google page, and there was uh, some picture of a Snapple. A Snapple <laughs> of Scrapple, and it was very ugly. Um, but it always is. Like That's not a that's not their fault. It just I think is. I've
0: had Scrapple one time. But I at the pop shop, I worked with it quite a bit.
1: We didn't have Scrapple at c gs which I think is odd, because we had... All those other breakfast meats, turkey sausage, regular sausage, turkey bacon, regular bacon. Uh, we had corned beef hash. Okay. But no scrapple. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me go pee. Okay. This podcast has been brought to you by... Giorno Rising Crust Pizza. Okay,
0: God. You know, am I ever going to live the DiGiorno Rising Crust Pizza down? <laughs> um, yes, but um, not not yet. Not yet? Do you just, if I remove the box from the apartment, will you I
1: think once it's gone, sure I'll it? stop thinking about the DiGiorno. Okay. I think I, it's that I see the DiGiorno Rising <laughs> Crust
0: Pizza every day. It, like, greets me in the morning. Okay, it's been there since Monday. <laughs> Don't, that's yesterday. <laughs> But it's been there since yesterday. I can't be <laughs> held accountable for what I do when I'm wasted. <laughs> if I go to CVS at, you know, fucking 2.30 in the morning after I close the bar with Bob and CJ, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that's not me. That's not the person you're talking to right now.
1: Is DiGiorno Rising... Is, is, a, is a pizza, an oven pizza, is that like your go-to like post-drinking? no. no. No.
0: No. Not in general. No, there's just, like, not a Wawa. Okay, I see what you mean. You know. Yeah. Near here. Or, like, anything where I could get food late at night. That's fair. Yeah. There's no, like... There's, no like, no drunk food places around here. Yeah. Unless you go to Pat and Gino's. Yeah, and, like, that's not fucking... Get a steak. That's something that drunk me would never even do. (laughs) That's where you draw the line. I don't even think that... um, I don't even think Bob would go there, you know? And he's like a fucking raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he'll eat anything. Like, you put it in front of him, and you don't have to tell him what it is. He's just like, okay. Yeah, he's definitely not a picky eater like that. This is food, and I'm Bob. Right. (laughs) I'm just Bob. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, So, so this Google review.
1: So... You know, as part of my duties is, <laughs> as part of my unwritten duty as a social media manager is to actually I'm not even going to lie. I I read the Google reviews almost every day in hopes of one day seeing my name come up as like Doria was the hottest, most uh, uh, wonderful, the best server in Philadelphia, which is not true at all. But like people love to be hyperbolic on in Google reviews, That's absolutely which is true. which is what leads me to um, this review by this man. Um, that was a three star review, which is surprising because the content of the review is not, is not three stars, right? It says food is okay. Bread was dry. Coffee was sour, which, okay, that doesn't sound okay. But like you clearly, clearly being again, a little bit of a drama queen. Uh, my question is why is it $18 for and egg sandwich and a manda- and in all capital letters, uh, a mandatory 20% tip? They get on their high horse with a little note on the table about supporting a living wage. And that's why a mandatory tip, blah, blah, blah. But if eggs are $18 and they care so much about your workers, then why do I have to pay them 20%? If you care so much, why don't you pay them? Then when I tip them whatever I want to tip, they make even more money. Don't get on some horse about <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't get on some horse. <laughs> Don't like get on some horse. Okay. Um, about pretending to care about a living wage and then force me to pay your employees, then have the gall to charge $18 for eggs. Come on. So someone's on his horse for sure. He's on, he's on some horse. He's not on his horse. He's, he's not on, on some a horse. high horse. He's on. Some horse, some horse. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm on some horse right now.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, isn't horse heroin? Is it? I think it might be, or it's it's a drug. Okay, which goes to show how many hard drugs I've done. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just like it's so funny to me that people get that way about it. One thing, as somebody who has many friends that are not from the United States, um, that was me being. Pretentious. That was my pretentious voice. (laughs) It's different than my normal pretentious voice. Um, Anyway, um, as somebody who has a lot of friends who are not from the United States, um, let me tell you that uh, one of the things that I've heard many times from many people from many places is that food here is pretty cheap, not just in uh, the sense of like, you know, grocery store prices, but also going out to eat because- In European countries, and, you know, I'm not 100% sure, like, what it's like in different parts of Asia or, like, you know, different parts of Africa or South America. More globally. Yeah. But, at least but from- like, at least European countries that servers are paid, like, an like you know, almost like a salaried or hourly wage the way that an office person would be paid. Mm-hmm. Or, like, um somebody who's an admin, like my, you know, an administrative assistant or whatever. They're paid, yeah. like... A, a normal money. Yeah. Not like living on like tip system. And if you are left a tip, it's not probably going to be that much. It's, it's like, like, like the remainder like of yeah. like, if
1: you, if you have a, a $28 bill, you would leave 30.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So stuff like that. So the fact that like people are like getting all up in arms about the, this, our, our payment situation, which I think, I mean, like, payment being, like, the way that the employees are paid. Um, which I think is another... Like, this is a topic that you and I are probably going to talk about on this podcast until we're fucking blue in the face because this is just a dead horse that's being beaten over and over again by by customers and, and people who don't understand the fact that, like... Or the way that this this industry works. Yeah. And, like... Like, for that person, should they ever... Listen to this podcast. Um, sorry that we're blowing up your spot right now. Maybe you shouldn't be such an asshole online. Um, but we are paid or the hourly not me, but the hourly staff is paid fifteen dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. And then the twenty percent service charge goes towards a pool that is then split up based on each individual employee's hours and their seniority. Um for the entire staff, the yeah. entire hourly staff. That means line cooks, pastry chefs, dishwashers, and, and you know, servers, support staff, baristas alike. Yeah. Um, that is what that 20% is paying for. And in the same way that if you go to AutoZone and you pick up, um, you know, an oil filter and, you know, a quart of oil, I mean, you should probably, if you're gonna change your own oil, please pick up more than a quart of oil. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like and an oil and you change your oil yourself. Yeah. It's probably going to be about, you know, 25 bucks. Yeah. But you go to Jiffy Lube or wherever and you get your oil changed. It's probably going to be about 90. Yeah. And that's because you're paying for parts and labor. Yep. And that's something that you need to keep in mind as, as somebody who dines at fits and starts. Yep. Or any, anywhere with, um, a, you know, a one-fair-wage setup. Mm-hmm. They usually do, like, in my experience and from what I've heard, different one-fair-wage restaurants across the city kind of have their own way of paying their employees, whether it be the way that we do it, where it's the $15 an hour plus the 20% gratuity. Um, or, you know, somebody gets like, you know, I, I'm not... I'm not using anybody's pay ex, ex, like specifically. I don't necessarily know how everybody does it, but like you know, or somebody you know, a restaurant that might pay their employees like everybody starts at eighteen or twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, and it just a, a set week hour, yeah uh, hourly wage, except for maybe cash chips or something like that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so that being said, you know you have to think about it. In that kind of way. And, you know, for that person or anybody who shares concerns uh, like that, you know, one, um, maybe ask questions <laughs> before you start um, making accusations yeah. or being angry online, being negative online. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Maybe try to have an open dialogue with your server or, you know, management at that establishment. Um, And keep an open mind instead of seeing, okay, well, my complaint is this. And so I'm going to take it out on you in this way. I'm going to get on my horse. You're going to get on some horse. Some fucking horse. Yeah. Because, like, while the coffee may have been sour, that doesn't have anything to do with our page structure. Yep. Why don't you ask for a different cup of coffee? Why didn't you say anything to your server about it? Because as much as like, I don't want to get you another cup of coffee. I I would rather you, I would rather you tell me instead of get angry about it and not say anything. Yeah. Because like, I do want to, I do want you to have a, a decent experience while you're here. I, I would say I, you would, agree. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Also, sorry, I've just been no. word vomiting about this, but like, wouldn't you rather us be transparent about how we are paying our employees instead of, because like my man, if you want us as, like, upper management or whatever, to just, oh, well, if you care so much about how your employees get paid, why do I have to tip? Baby, you're still going to be, quote, unquote, tipping my employees. I'm just going to work it into the price of the item, and you're not going to know about it. Yeah. We're not going to be transparent about it. Yeah. We're just going to be like, oh, hey, here's a fucking $22 egg sandwich. Eat my ass. Yeah. Like, what then? Wouldn't you rather know that, like, hey— i'm I'm dining at an establishment where the employees are being taken care of, yeah, I don't know that sounds cool to me, not, and I think my biggest
1: gripe with this comment is the the particular attack that they take on like the price of things yeah. you mentioned it before, like that eating here is cheap, yeah, and in part of my <laughs> one fair wage rhetoric training <laughs> that, I, that I got pre-inheriting the fits and starts Instagram. I actually watched like a seminar about yeah. one fair wage. And one of the things that they talked about, and I don't exactly remember how this like sort of tied into I think it, it had to do with like the idea that people are like kind of intimidated by the price of things when you just simply include the cost of labor into it. Right. Um is that there has been a severe stagnation of the cost of, of food in restaurants. Yeah. N- you won't see it so much on like a smaller scale. Like I think anybody that is like, dude, I used to be able to get like a cheeseburger for, three. you know, I, I can very distinctly remember there was this place on second Avenue called Paul's burger joint, Paul, Paul's Duburger burger joint. <laughs> um, and they used to have, the burgers there were like between nine and eleven dollars, and when they opened, it was five fifty, right? But they opened a bajillion years ago, right? But that being said, like for a, a higher scale, finer dining type place, I would I would group fits and Starts into that, despite the fact that I work there <laughs> 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 and and goof around. Um, like in the in the seminar, they were talking about how like the one restaurant owner was like, you know, I owned a restaurant in nineteen ninety six, and the cost of a chicken dinner was. You know, twenty two fifty, and now it's twenty three, and like that's not proportionate right. to anything. You Absolutely. know, like, and that doesn't include you know the cost of all of the sourcing of everything has gone up significantly. Right, and you want to talk about it within the past year, the year mm-hmm. to sixteen months. Yeah, the cost of sourcing anything
0: Is wild. in any
1: industry yeah. has like quadrupled. Uh huh, and that's not even like. A, like, an overstatement. Like, it literally has gone up so severely just because of, like, the lack of staffing and, you know, and and the way that, like, we're able to get things from other countries. It's a mess. So, like, you as a diner have to be aware of the fact that it is a, sort of an unfair privilege that you dining in the U.S. are getting food for as cheap as you're getting it. Absolutely. As much as you might view it as just an egg sandwich, like, if it was proportionately if it had proportionally gone up with the cost of everything else, it'd probably be a thirty dollar egg sandwich. Absolutely. And that's what you should be expecting to pay when you go out to eat. You know why? Because you could have just made it for yourself at home. For sure. So, like like what do you want me to say to you? Like, oh, it's expensive? Yeah. Like so is like every single thing that has to go into it. Sorry. Yeah. It's not really cheap to run a restaurant. I don't know if you are under the impression that it is, but to like do things right and get things that are good and quality and like Aren't just like from fucking Cisco. It's expensive, and even if you get it from Cisco, it's still expensive, and that's probably a lot of the reason that like, uh, it's really hard to own a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) and own a lucrative restaurant at that. Um, so that's my. I'm on some horse now. This is me being on some horse. You're so sexy when you're on some horse. (laughs) Some fucking horse. Like if I'm on a horse, it's like one of those like beach horses. If he's on a horse, he's on that horse that was in the Olympics that decided not to jump.
0: <laughs> That's his horse. That was really funny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, uh, we will, I'm sure, continue to talk about stuff like this throughout, um, you know, the podcast. So buckle up. we are going to hear a lot of the same shit on different days. But... That's just how it is. And just we'll is. just keep talking about it until... Until we don't have to talk about it anymore. And won't that be a day? Yeah, and it won't come, but that's fine. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we uh, uh, thank you for sticking around for our uh, epilogue or our outro. Our outro. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're listening, after two months of us being off the air, uh, thank you especially. Um, as per usual, uh, At The past podcast, or uh, what? What's the fucking thing that you wrote for me? Technical consideration for At The Pass podcast is brought to you by DFX Sound Vision. Um, you know, get them to do shit for your events, you know? Just fucking do it. They do lighting. They do sound. My friend Dan is there. He's fucking cool as shit. He has a cat named Pickle. He only has one eye.
1: That's really pickle, key. not Dan. <laughs> Dan is a cat named Pickle. And,
0: <laughs> and they both only they have They both one have eye. one eye. But between the two of them.
1: Yeah, so they each have one eye. So now they have Oh, wait, there's only one eye there's between a- ha-
0: half an eye <laughs> per per Dan and Pickle. <laughs> yeah. No, JK. Um, but yeah, Dan is really cool. He can see. He can see, <laughs> and he's good at grilling things and owning a cat named Pickle. And, and being my friend and being the owner of DFX Sound and Vision. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't own it, but he basically should. Wait, does he not own DFX Sound and Vision? No. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he's just like, he runs their rental department. Oh my God. I thought
1: he owned DFX Sound and Vision. No. I mean, wow. but
0: he's the only
1: I am still around. I swear to fucking God, I thought the D in DFX stood for Dan. Dan FX. Like I thought that was where the D came from. Dan fuck sound. (laughs) Dan
0: fucking X. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Thanks and uh, good night. Good night.